Hello? Hi. <laughs> Stop laughing at me. <laughs> no. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Maggie, what happened? Seriously. Right at the beginning, I dropped my phone and my headphones came unplugged. And I picked it up right away. I was like, oh, shit, they could probably hear that. And I plugged it back in. And I was like, guys, could you hear me drop my phone? And you guys kept talking. So I was like, okay, fine. Rude. But then I only to realize later that you couldn't actually hear me at all. So, Oh, my God. Well, we couldn't hear the phone dropping either. So That's good. I mean, <laughs> just know that there's no coming back from a fuck up like that. Well, there we go. Now we know. Uh, For those of you just joining us, uh, this is our third call for this episode. Uh, And last call, Maggie dropped her phone and everything went to shit. And it was hilarious. The bloopers will be at the end of this episode for if you want to hear what happened in our last attempt at recording. (laughs) Whatever, man. So we are the Work in Progress podcast. Uh, and as our name suggests, we're kind of a mess. Um, <laughs> that's our new tagline. We're kind of a mess. <laughs> no, it rhymes so. It, as our name suggests, we're kind of a mess. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm gonna oh. that forever. Um, so uh, oh. we're four creative friends talking about creative things, um, and we all come from different experiences and backgrounds in creating things uh so we're just here to talk together and to you about our experiences um so ray go ahead and introduce yourself awesome okay so hi my name is ray noble i am a writer of queer paranormal and urban fantasy also a graphic designer i sell banners for twitter and shit so if you want those you should go look at them and buy them and i also am a dog mom and a cat guardian they like to make lots of noise and are constantly asking for for my attention so it's likely that you'll hear them now um i also might cough because i still have allergies but not as bad as before so i'm sorry if i cough it's probably me anyway that's all that's who i am now i am nothing but allergies bye (laughs) all right (laughs) (laughs) miss rubians maggie (laughs) <laughs> listen <laughs> i am trying <laughs> hi my name is maggie and i'm full of waffles and spite <laughs> <laughs> i'm also an author of many things i'm a web-based author and i'm an you artist sound like three now <laughs> just write stuff uh-huh. just write shit I whatever write everything i write things um actually all i do now is write things and draw things and read things because i'm presently unemployed we can talk about that later though mm-hmm. um so i'm doing a lot of writing and arting and beta reading for hire and um i'm also still kind of coughing and sneezing because i was sick for like a week um which is why i wasn't here last week and so apologize, apologies in advance if I get gross. Um, and I also have a cat and a dog, but I've locked their asses out because they are being so bad and Ooh. so shitty. So. Oh my goodness. What did my Hastings do? She just won't stop. 
She won't stop. Okay. That's, she's just always up in my business. She's like, that's who she is. I know, but it doesn't, it's not conducive to a podcast. Okay. <laughs> she just misses me. I'll see she's you soon. She's involved in that podcast. Okay. Um, Hastings, the patron saint of the Working Progress podcast. Basically. <laughs> Athena, are you still here? I am. I'm trying not to laugh until I die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like silently sobbing with tears here. I'm like, ah. <laughs> Just let um, it out. <laughs> hello, I am Athena Wright. I am from Toronto, Canada, and I am a self-published hybrid author. And I write contemporary new adult romance about rock star musicians and the girls who tame their wild hearts. Mm-hmm. Oh. Oh, boy. <laughs> Sorry, what were those noises? <laughs> <laughs> I am so concerned right now. <laughs> oh my God. What the fuck is happening on this episode? What is happening to everyone? Uh, we're a hot mess. Um, yeah. I'm Brianna Keenitz, and I will be hosting this hot mess episode. Um, <laughs> and I write things also, just like Maggie. Um, <laughs> sort of, except Maggie writes things more now. Oh my god. Um, I write queer things, mostly of the women kissing variety, because uh, yay kisses. And... Um, I'm a traditionally published author, and I'm working on a lot of things. I just have one novel out so far. Uh, And I'm just babbling now, so I'm really excited that we're all here, finally, uh, for the first week since we've been back from our hiatus. Yay, we're all here! We're all here! I didn't even think about that. Um, Imagine we could all have our shit together the way Athena does when it comes to our introductions. God damn. <laughs> I, you know what? No, I have a little blurb that I have in my little notepad and I just like bring it up and read from it every week because I'm not going to remember that. <laughs> if I had to go off the top of my head, I'd be like, hey, I write stuff about like people banging <laughs> all the time. <laughs> oh, man. I'm trying to lend a little bit of an air of respectability to this, but I don't know if it's going to work. I don't think for this episode, I don't think there's any saving grace. <laughs> but maybe you can pull it out for us, Athena. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk about research today. Because I was thinking about, what can I talk about for St. Patrick's Day? Because it's my favorite holiday of the year. Um, I, if you don't know, I'm a giant Irish nerd. Um, now you know. You learned a thing. Congratulations. Um, <laughs> so I was thinking about, well, what can I talk about that's like writing related and Ireland related? Um, and I write about, I mean, Ireland's in pretty much all of my books so far because I'm obsessed. Um, so I was like, well, I've done a lot of research in Ire- about Ireland Um, since I started writing, even though I've learned a lot about Ireland previously in my life existence. Um, So I thought, hey, let's talk about research and like how we do it and what it is and why we do it and stuff. So cool. Starting starting with what is research, uh, just in case you don't know, or just in case you somehow 
have gotten away with never researching something for a school project. <laughs> good for good, you. Good for you. <laughs> Congratulations, you win at life. Um, so when you are writing or, I don't know, doing a lot of other things that also require research, um, <laughs> uh, you have <laughs> Like you, you, you have to do research a lot. I mean, if you're on Twitter, you see writers talking all the time about like the crazy things that they're researching, and like, please NSA, don't come bashing down my door for the things I'm researching. And um, <laughs> <laughs> like, what are we looking at? And why and how? And um, so, I mean, if you're writing a book, you kind of want to write things you know, so you don't f things up. Right? See, th- I write things I know, so I don't have to research because I'm lazy. <laughs> Next level. But yeah. as you're talking, I kind of thought to myself, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I did have to do a bit of research on this thing and that thing. So I guess I do have something to say in this episode after all. I'm not just going <laughs> to sit silently and go, ha ha, suckers. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, yeah. Well, I just sit back I mean, and type. <laughs> even if- even if you haven't actually written about it, you ha- there has to be some point where you looked up, like, how much does it hurt to get stabbed? Or, like, how what does it feel like to body? drown? Yeah. <laughs> Terrible, based on, you know, what Google's told me. Very painful. Very painful. <laughs> Turns out dying is really awful, according to Weird how that works. I know. <laughs> what? Yeah. Um, super strange. Yeah, so if you're writing, you probably need to do research for something. Like, there's even things that I'm like, I don't need to research this. And then my brain is like, but I need to know exactly how this works because I don't, I like, you need to have all the, it's like world building almost. You need to understand exactly how this minute little detail works. Like, what phone company would my contemporary character have access to if they were living in this city? Like, I don't know. <laughs> also, that sounds like procrastination to me. Also procrastination. <laughs> Which is maybe, what I primarily use research for, if I'm productive honest. productive procrastination? Productive procrastination totally counts. Yeah. It does totally count, but I also think that the form of research depends on whether or not it's productive procrastination. You know? Legit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I also think there's like different types of research because like something like that exactly really like something like knowing the phone company that your ca- contemporary character would have access to in a city is I mean it's tight ty- it's little little research but it lends a lot to like the credibility it makes your story just feel that much realer and it's I think it's stuff that like um we don't necessarily think of but you know I feel like as as readers as much as writers you know when you are reading something that they didn't really take the time to to do any research for and 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 not and mostly because it just feels like it lacks depth Mm -hmm. like I remember when I was writing um I was writing this short um like in in universe one shot um for the starborn universe and it was it was this short story where um may is teaching em how to surf and that was one of those things where i'm like i feel like i just know it you know and then i started to type and then i'm like 
they, mm, what do you even call that? Like, what do you, what is, what, how do you describe this? Like, it's things that you think you actually know. And, but if you were to try to describe it without actually doing the research, if you don't know it inside and out, it suddenly becomes really, really evident to the reader, I think, that you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. Yeah. So I did have to look into it. And I'm like, and I had to look into it from like a different perspective too, because there's, you know, if you go somewhere like, say, Hawaii, and you learn how to surf, like you're taught how, the of how to surf. But someone who's grown up on the island, like a local, has a different way of, of approaching it. And, mm-hmm. you know, May as a character is someone who's always been living on an island. And so I had to look at it from what is the locals approach? Like, what's their dialogue and things like that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, where would they go and how would they approach it? So... Yeah, but I, but I think that that like, I'm just repeating myself. It just like lends a little <laughs> bit of credibility to what you're writing, yeah. and, like gives it this depth that you're you're gonna miss if you don't do that little bit of extra legwork. Mm-hmm. Well, and I was also gonna say it really depends on who your readers are and what they'll catch. Because mm-hmm. I was thinking to myself, well, I don't research whatever, but then I thought, you know what? I actually do because I write about rock star musicians, and rock star romance is a genre with voracious readers, and so they've read every single rock star <coughs> romance out there. And if I use a music term or like call the fretboard something that it's not, like I'll get pounced on. So I actually. I, I was able to get around it for the most part because I write from the point of view of the girl who is not a rock star. He's the rock star and she is the outsider. So if she doesn't know what that piece of the guitar is called, it's fine. But then I wrote mm-hmm. a girl who's a cello player and I was like, fuck my life. Why did I decide to do this? I know nothing about cellos, nothing about classical music. <laughs> I actually stopped a cello player on the subway once and said are you a cello player because he had the he had the thing (laughs) and I'm not kidding like I saw this guy a couple times because he would actually play on the subway and he was like one of those buskers and I would look and I'd be like oh god I really I need to know I need I have so many questions (laughs) but I felt weird I felt bad and so one time he had he was done for the day and he had his cello in its case and he's on the subway and I said you know like you're a cello player and he's like yes and I said do you mind if I ask you something? And he looked really sketched out. And I said, I basically gave him my problem, which was that I needed to know what specific piece of music could someone play that was at this level of complexity that it would be impressive to people, but not so complex someone at her level would not be able to pull it off. Like it was, <laughs> you can't Google that. What's a really complicated thing that's not that complicated? You, you can't Google that answer. It's somebody, <laughs> only somebody who plays cello would know. Mm-hmm. So I literally stopped this guy in the middle of a subway to pick his brain. Yes, I yeah. love it. That's very hands-on research. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I have a tendency Big- to... Nope, go no, ahead. No, I was just going to say because, like, maybe my readers know rock star stuff, but they don't know classical stuff. So maybe I would have been able to get away with it. But what if you did have that one reader who does know classical stuff? You that know? Yeah. Like, I totally would have called you out on that, Jake. Yeah, you, you don't want to get it wrong, you know? Well, I have this tendency. I'm going to use um, TV shows as an example. So for those who don't know, I worked in the vet field for six years. I was a receptionist, but I kind of like being there, you absorb a lot of information. Um, or I mean, some people do people who have actual interests in it do. And so once upon a time I used to watch elementary, the Sherlock 
oh, show with yeah. uh, Lucy Liu. Yes. Oh, I love her as Watson. Mm-hmm. I have the biggest boner for her. Anyway, um, and there is this one episode that literally, like, almost completely turned me off from the series. No. And, like, I was a hardcore fan. Like, I watched a good two or three seasons consecutively. Like, I binged it. I watched it every week, blah, blah, blah. And there is this one fucking episode that I still remember to this day that pisses me off so much. Because they used a... Um, sedative that we use on a date like on a pretty much daily basis in in the vet clinic and said that it was like this super like powerful sedative that like they only used on horses and blah 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 and i'm like they like said it by name and like even gave like the milligram and everything and you could tell they were trying so hard to make it sound like there was this really intense thing and i was like that wouldn't even put a fucking chihuahua to sleep (laughs) so like they done done fucked up (laughs) <laughs> right, they they literally could have Googled this one specific little thing that's not that big of a deal, but instead they just made it up. They took a name of a sedative and then just made up the rest of the information. It was like, that literally takes 30 seconds to Google. So that's just fucking shoddy writing. And like, I, as a person who works worked in the vet field, saw through that in two freaking seconds and it was just I don't know it's just one of those things that like it really took me out of the moment and I was like why would you not have gone through like the trouble to double check that right mm-hmm. and I don't know it's laziness where, like, exactly it's super lazy to me and so while I don't always pick out those things when I can pick out those things as a reader or as somebody who's just like you know engorging engorging wow that's not the word I was looking for oh, oh. Wow, I'm concerned about myself. Anyway, um, fuck. What am I? What is the word I'm looking for? I feel like that woman in Ten Things I Hate About You, the um, the therapist, like the the school counselor who's always like trying to find words like synonyms for like bulging and throbbing. Oh yeah, and she's like writing her erotic. Her, yeah, her erotica yes. is, is the term that I think Kat gives her anyway. Um, I feel member. like that person right now. It was quivering yeah. member. Yeah. Quivering <laughs> member. Thank you. <laughs> anyway. I feel um, called I feel out like right now. I think of that scene and you as being like one in the same when you were working full time and like writing like, <laughs> on your lunch breaks. I was like, that's that's Athena. Yeah, that's amazing. That's absolutely amazing. <laughs> anyway, the point being, I feel like it really takes you out of the moment when you catch stuff like that, and you never know which, like, who of your readers is ever going to be looking at that because obviously everybody comes from such different fucking backgrounds, and so it's just one of those things where, like, sometimes the smallest amount of research can do you the most good, and you don't even know it. Mm-hmm. That was literally it. I just you, rambled for an hour. And no, but nothing. you make a really good point about like I, I feel like it's always the writer's responsibility as much, you know, there's a lot that a writer is responsible for, but making sure your reader never feels like they're removed from the story is super right. important. And that's a, that's a great point and a great um, argument for just taking that little bit of extra time because it was, like, it was like Athena was saying, you get that one reader who knows and you and I mean you can't make everyone happy but at the same time if it's if it's just a case of like talking to someone in the subway or googling it or whatever it it just it just makes a story that like 
much more real, relatable. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, save me okay, from you know, What was the piece? Because now I want to know what the piece was that he told you. No idea. I can't remember. It was like five, Damn six, it. ten books ago. You can go read my book with Ren and Ivy, and it'll say it. <laughs> oh God, that, Ivy, was a, okay. that was a long time ago. Yeah, I, time I had ago. so much trouble writing somebody who had a skill that I didn't know that I never did it again. Every single mm-hmm. girl. I'm not kidding. Every single female character either works in like she's either social media or journalism or PR or events or bloggers or branding or marketing. She does something that I do because mm-hmm. I'm lazy as heck. Except for this new one. Yes, the new one. She's a rock star herself. And I was so worried I was going to run into the problem of like, I have to know really detailed things about like musical stuff. And somehow I managed to get away with not needing to say a lot of musical stuff. I managed to make it more about her trauma and angst and less about the actual industry. Thank God. Because that was I was worried. I was worried. I was like, she is supposed to know all of this and I know nothing. I'm going to make her sound dumb. So mm. hopefully, because Maggie, you're beta reading it now. Does she sound dumb? No, no, yeah. actually, quite good, the, quite the opposite. Oh, thank In fact, you. I'm sending. Nice. I'll be sending you your notes after we're done. Oh recording. no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cry. Aww. I'm gonna cry. Yeah. <laughs> so I think we kind of touched on why it's important. Like it's, it helps keep your reader in the story, and it just lends validity to what you're doing. Um, and it's just it makes you sound like you actually put work into your book, but like, are there other reasons that we research? Like, I think. Cause it's um, fun. Yeah. That's what I was going to say is like, it's just really fun to do research and like learn things about places and things that you had no idea about. Um, that was yeah. how I got into my, like, well, prior to you guys, but like into the Wicca and shit. Mm. Yeah. Like, um, that literally all I have a shit ton of random like Wicca books and other random stuff because I was specifically looking for um basically the same stuff that we've discussed in like in our personal DMs. Um like basically the base of how to start with like spell work and stuff like that because I was looking for that for characters for um a completely different story that is no longer even a thing that I don't even think about. But like it's something that I w- was using specifically for world building. And so literally, um, I still do it. If I ever go to like half price books or used bookstores, I'll always wander over to like the um, like magic section and shit and just pick out random books because I like the like, like what's in it. And I like to be able to explore other possibilities and stuff. And that's a thing that I've always done. Do you know so. what? I've done the same thing. Mm-hmm. so I'm writing not currently but I'm going to go back to writing an urban fantasy and she's a psychic and she uses tarot cards to kind of like channel her magic and so I was like well better learn how to use tarot cards so yeah I got a set and I started reading about it and I had friends do readings on me and my mom has always been has always read tarot cards like growing up and it was always fun so I kind of like yeah now I have this whole thing where whenever I go to a bookstore I see you know the occult section and I see these pretty tarot cards and I'm like oh I really want to buy every single set yeah Yeah, I have the most random um like occult books and also like um like mythology books I have so many random Celtic mythology books in my house that have absolutely no bearing on any story that I'm writing but once upon a time excuse me I had a story that I was working on that 
involved Celtic mythology, which I'll come back to one day eventually because it's like one of my favorite stories. Yeah. But um, <laughs> and I literally like I'll pick those up anywhere anytime I see them too because I never know when it's going to have an, an like an additional story that I didn't have in one of my other other books, and like. I just started on a completely different note, but that's going to tie in. Um, Michelle and I just started watching a new TV show on Amazon last night called uh, Britannia, I think it is, Mm -hmm. which is all about druids in, you know, uh, like, I think it's like 43 AD and shit. And after watching it, I've always been interested in, like, the history of the druids and stuff, but now I, like, have a completely, like, different idea for another story down the line and so I'm already like started looking for other like books about druids and shit just because I can you're worse than me Ray oh, I'm bad. <laughs> I, I just don't talk about it as much as you I know it's because I'm <laughs> anyway um, yeah so research is important for so many reasons and especially because it's just fun like I do so much research and a lot of it is just procrastinating um a lot of it is also just like I you don't want to do like there's if you're not careful and don't do your research you're gonna get eventually it's gonna catch up with you and you're gonna do that one thing that just really tanks your book or something um, and you don't, you don't want that to happen so do think, your research I think the other thing that research is helpful with is like if you find yourself writing and it, research can be really good at like helping you get out of a funk or a rut, or if you've kind of like written yourself into a bit of a, not necessarily a corner, but it can be really good for just inspiring new ideas because the more you know about your, your subject matter, not just mm-hmm. your characters, the more opportunities it gives you to explore, whether it's like the world or maybe you've set up a magic system uh, you know, you can learn something about the, you know, the type of vehicle your character drives. Like, yeah. As a big truck rolls Been by my window. Yeah. And it could be like, oh, I didn't, I didn't know it, you know, could go that fast. And now all of a sudden you're, I don't know, you're having a Grease style drag race scene and you're, I don't know. And, you know, it really helps you learn about your characters. Yeah. You know, like I and had, um. I have these twins and twin rock stars and they ha- they're similar because they're twins, but they also have very different sorts of personalities in certain ways. And so I had to write different scenes in each book. They have really fancy cars and each of the girls is like, what the fuck? I'm with this. Ah! And the what? like, this is so fancy. And the one girl knows <laughs> nothing about cars. She's like, it's a big black shiny car. And he has to kind of explain <laughs> to her, well, it's this kind of car. And then the girl for the other guy knows everything about cars. And she freaks out. She's like, oh my God, that's a like, 1968 GTS blah 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 and I had to research all that shit and I was like I don't know but it helped me learn because I kind of realized this kind of car is exactly what this character would drive but his twin would never drive that car because this is his personality and it doesn't fit you know and it really helped me kind of solidify the differences between how they think and how they act and how they want the world to see them you know so just because Mm -hmm. I had to research a fancy ass car I was like wow twins are so different Oh my god. Yeah. Sorry, I just really love that. The, the fancy cars were what made you have the oh my god, the twins are so different moment. Yes, fancy cars <laughs> made me realize I wow, that was funny. These That's two all. characters like so odd. Yeah, it was neat. Ray the motorhead. Um, <laughs> one thing that I also think that we should talk about is how 
um, Maggie touched on it for like half a second. Um, how research can get you out of a rut. Yes. Too. Because I feel like, yeah, I feel like that's a really big thing that a lot of people overlook because I guess it technically is a lot of the time doing more work, but like sometimes doing that extra bit of research and finding that one thing that you didn't know you were missing or like finding the thing that you did know what you were missing, but you didn't know how to find can like seriously help you get out of that writing rut. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I've been there, done that. Like my road trip romance was like started writing and I was like, well, shit, I don't know anything about any of these. I mean, I knew some things about some places. Um, So I just went on to a road trip planner website and started planning out the road trip, like for reals and figuring out like exactly how long it was going to take from place to place and like what gas stations they would stop off at and what towns they were going to stop off at and like what things they were going to go do. And that really helped me like put together my scenes and stuff. Um, (coughs) You know what I want us all to do right now? Hmm. I want us all to go to Google and search our history and find the last thing we Googled for a book. Oh, God. I don't even know if I can actually do that. Yeah. Because I haven't been doing... You go to myactivity.google.com. It tells you everything you've searched, which is creepy. What? It tells, it's creepy, but it t- tells you everything. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the last, thing, okay. the last thing I searched for, this is going to be a little bit of a spoiler for my next book, was heart transplants. Whoa! Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like that was such a spoiler. Yeah. And I don't even know what it was. Oh, Maggie, you've read my newest book, so you know about you know about some of the characters who are going to show up in the next <gasps> book. Mm. I do. Mm. Oh my god! Mm. I feel like so much tea is being spilled. Oh, no. no spillage. No spillage. Okay. okay. All right. Oh. All right. I'm here. I'm gonna. What I is, look everybody, I, I want to know what yours okay. are. What's, what's what am I looking thing? at? I literally can't see. One second. I'm I having some issues. I is found mine. My last thing that I Googled for writing was um, the best building materials for building, like, buildings in the desert. <laughs> oh, okay. I know exactly what mine was without you even looking so at it. so much. See, it's funny. Like, Free, you do a shit ton of research <laughs> for everything like and you always have like yeah we're talking about google right now but you always have the funniest ways of looking shit up too you're it's like fun. i'm gonna play a video game for months mm-hmm. <laughs> that's gonna be my my research but it was can that really be my legit. research too because that's fun before i write my space opera i'm gonna play through the entire mass effect series so i get that does oh, yes. thesaurus Count? No. Uh, no. Oh God. <laughs> no, I know exactly what mine is without even like actually going through this because I go through. Just... Oh my God, I'm such a fucking basic bitch. <laughs> Sorry, You're basic. I just. I was. Uh, this is not writing related at all. However, I searched, "Can you get a white chocolate latte?" Because I didn't know if technically you can have a white. Uh, like because a mocha is the chocolate but technically white chocolate isn't real chocolate and so I was trying to figure it out I still don't have an answer anyway whatever moving past that (laughs) Um. now you have to write a book about it 
basically. Uh, no, the other day when I was writing my Garnet one-shot, um, Garnet is a character in my Witch Girl series, I'm doing character work, and we will talk about that in my next, in our next episode about shit and stuff that we're working on right now. But besides that, I wanted to confirm that um, the stone, the crystal that I was using or mentioning in the story was the correct stone for what I was doing. And I did it in a very specific way because I was trying to figure out a very specific thing that I did not find the answer to um, because I don't think that there is really an answer. Mm. But her story involves fairies specifically and I was trying to see if there's anything because I know that there are a lot of um, Wiccan and other pagan-esque people that do work with supposedly fairies and shit. And so I wanted to see if there's any recommendations on like certain crystals to use. Yes in order to protect against fairies and blah 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 go to ireland go to find... iceland go to iceland where they have fairies in trolls. iceland and ireland both um no but like Scotland. like look up their mythology oh okay. no well, go to have... iceland and write at opposite business expense is what i'm saying that works too yeah <laughs> I, I mean i do plan on living in scandinavia one day so anyway um anyway i ended up deciding on the stone that i'd already decided on because i had kind of confirmed with myself that it was what i wanted but that was the last thing that i did that was earlier this week so i still can't find it in my activity search because only I you had maggie available at your fingertips oh wait maggie how much do you know about crystals in regards to fairies specifically what I don't know off the top of my head, I can look up for you because mm-hmm. I have all of my. Anyway, I can, anyway. I can find that information for you very easily. <laughs> Thank you. Well, next time I'll ask you because I didn't think about that because I like obviously you're my crystal person, but you're not exactly my fairy person. I'm kind of my own fairy person, but I can't find anything. Like I'm looking through Google, and I'm trying. Like I'm trying to think of the last. Jesus, I don't know. Everything has been. I mean, I guess I know. (laughs) I feel like probably the last thing I really looked up might have been shit. I don't know. Like, I I can think of things I I, like that I know I have Googled, um, particularly like, even though I don't think it necessarily makes its way. yeah, makes its way into any of the stories. I know that I've had to look up a lot about dance. Um, oh yeah, related to to May, and I know I've watched a lot of video and and things like that just for um, mm-hmm. inspiration because that's just a world that I'm not in involved in at all. So, <laughs> like, uh, help me, mm-hmm. Google. You're my only hope. Um, <laughs> Do not make me want to go watch Star Wars. I've already been fighting off the urge to go rewatch The Force Awakens and Last Jedi. Don't you dare. Do whatever I want. Um, How dare you? Yeah, I don't know. I'm going through my activity. This is very interesting, but I haven't found anything. That's Um, really boring. My activity is legitimately so boring. And I I look up, like, pictures. I'm really, like, I'll look. Yeah, I don't think this is research. This is all inspiration. Like, when I'll look up photos of... (gasps) Can we um, talk about inspiration in regards to research? Sure. sure. Sorry, well, I just actually, had that. Brie, said the Brie, thing. can we? This is yours. Yeah, Brie, can no. we? It's yours. No, we're going okay. to go for it. Okay. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. no. I, it's okay. I understand. Anyway, um, 
I just had that that moment when Maggie said the thing that I had a had a had a light bulb and it went boop. <laughs> and Pinterest, a lot of people will go on Pinterest, and I will say I've done this before. I do not do it actively, but as like research to figure out like what their characters look like, yes. what their character's aesthetic is. Yes, like, that's research to me personally. Yeah, you're right, hundred percent. I've done that. Yeah. yeah, you're curating you know whatever you're trying to do whether or not it's the aesthetic or the atmosphere or the characters etc like I have um so I have a character named Blake in Witch Girl that I'm working on right now and um she's gone through like four different ideas of like her physicality in my head and at this point I literally like I don't usually do this but I literally dived into Pinterest and started pinning all of these people that had different parts of her aesthetic um, so I could keep it in my mind because I have such a hard time keeping track of what she looks like now. And I've never had to do that before with anybody. But I also have done that with my Queer Fairies book, too, because I have six different characters, four, like four main characters that all look and act vastly different. And so I've started like cultivating um, something for them, too. And so it's just one of those things where like I feel like that in and of itself really is actually a form of research that people don't really think about because you're not just researching you know book shit but you are slowly pulling all of this inspiration and all of these little threads and tying them together into this neat little package Mm -hmm. on the interweb that you can come back to at any moment and be like oh yes that's something I wanted to use and a lot of the time with how Pinterest works like if you're pinning shit you can go straight to like articles or you know um like basically just the sources and find additional information that you didn't even know that you necessarily needed depending on what you're doing see I'm glad you said that because I just realized how much I use Pinterest especially especially for like characters and settings um right yeah like like I'll type in um like hot blonde guy leather jacket tattoos you know and I'll just to get pictures in my mind of what my character looks like and you know like Justin Bieber and like Ed Sheeran will show up and I'll no that's not what I'm looking for at all thanks Pinterest but (laughs) anyway so yeah and I'll look up you know what does the interior of a tour bus look like because I can imagine it but I want to actually know like is it a double decker like you know where's the kitchen part you know yeah yeah I go on Pinterest all the time looking for images Hell yeah. yeah. Like, I didn't, it took me a second to even realize that. But yeah, I feel like that literally counts as a massive part of research. Yeah, that's research. Because, yeah, it's literally, you're, you're finding these things for your story. You are taking the idea, like, taking the ideas and you are using them. And you're, you're literally searching for the inspiration for what you can use. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I don't, I feel like, I almost feel like that's just the, the, like Pinterest idea is discounted a lot as like oh you're just procrastinating but like seriously that shit's helped me so much yeah, sometimes when I'm really stuck it does like, help yeah the more you have your world and your characters fleshed out in your head the more vibrantly mm-hmm. they're going to come out through your writing so yes um, people are like oh that's silly like oh haha but no it's totally like I'm really bad at creating characters like I I just I can't just like make a person. Um, <laughs> why I'm never having children. Um, <laughs> oh my god! Um, yeah, so it's that's something that I have to do a lot, or at least like consider a lot. 
Yes. I'm really um, bad at coming up with descriptions of places and like physical physical areas. I can come up with like mm-hmm. internal, I can come up with like what characters look like and their internal internal thoughts and dialogue and like monologues and things. But when it comes to Damn. and then they walked into the store and it's like a big yep. blank space for me. I have to literally <laughs> Google what does a place that is this look like? And then I'll look yeah. at the picture and just describe what the picture is for my book. Yeah. I literally just steal it. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I can start getting architecture books. We, I think we would offset our writing weaknesses so well. Because I love writing places. I love researching places and then writing about them. It's like my thing. We could each write half a book. Yeah. Fill it in. You yes. write the people, I'll write the places. It'll be great. That does sound perfect. <laughs> yeah. I have two <laughs> questions that I want everyone to weigh in on because I think it'd be interesting to know. First question, what is your favorite thing to research when you're writing? What's the um, thing that you actually enjoy looking, like yeah. diving into the most? I love researching places so much. So much, guys. Like, so for off-pitch... Um, I researched Spain a lot, uh, and off pitch wasn't even, it didn't even take place in Spain yet. Um, hint, hint. Mm. <laughs> oh, um, go read my book. Uh, <laughs> um, but I did a lot of research about Spain. Um, and what else have I, uh, oh yes. Oh, and a lot of research about Chicago and like Northwestern University where it took place and every, pretty much everything I put in that book was real places that I found like either by going there or from like Google Maps or whatever. Um, and I worked really hard to research like what exactly Northwestern University's layout is and stuff and like what their buildings are called. So everything was accurate. So I, I just wanted it to be like when someone from Northwestern University reads this book, they'll be like, ha. I know that place and it will be like my greatest accomplishment of all time. Damn. <laughs> like I purposely oh my set my books nowhere. My books don't have a city name or like yeah. places or anything. I make it all up because I don't want that pressure of someone going, oh, it's in LA. Well, that's not where this store is on that side of the street. So I'm like, you know what? It could be LA. It could be Toronto. It could be Portland. Oh, no. <laughs> I really believe in doing the Holly Black thing and Holly Black does this amazing thing. I mean, She's like my queen. But besides that, um, she does this amazing thing where she takes worlds that like places that already exist and then she just makes them her own, basically. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's what I like yeah. to do. Like in all of my urban fantasy and stuff like that, it's all contemporary. Um, it's all in cities that I am familiar with and that I know like a lot of them. Um, one of them took place up in Vancouver, BC. One takes place in the Seattle, like Seattle area, one in Portland and like that sort of stuff. They're all places that I know and am familiar with, but like, I'm never going to address a Starbucks. I'm never going to address a location that I know is a real place. Um, I like very, very rarely, I think I might've mentioned Powell's in my Portland story offhandedly, but like, otherwise every place is going to be completely new. It's, it's a completely parallel version of what we have now, but with magic. And because of that, it's literally a completely new place. I love that. Can I steal that from my urban fantasy? I'm stealing that idea. Do it. It's so fun. That's kind of the idea of urban fantasy in in and of itself, yeah. I'm doing that. That's literally what it is. So, like, I, the the sci fi uh, fantasy that I'm working on is, 
I'm using Dubai as my model for where it takes place. And if you guys don't know anything about Dubai, like check that it's shit out. It's place in the world. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking crazy. Like watch the fast and the most recent Fast and Furious movie that still has Paul Walker in it, and it's amazing because I think part of that takes place in Abu Dhabi. I can't remember what it was called, but I, I need to look it up so I can put it in the resources page. I found this documentary. It was a guerrilla documentary done on the work camps in Dubai. Holy fuck, you guys. Like, whoa. Just, like, the That gives us a lot of information. Um, yeah. So. Holy fuck, you guys. Like, whoa. Holy fuck. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you don't know, uh, Dubai is basically built on the backs of slaves. Um, kind of like Egypt, um, like ancient Egypt. Anyways, yeah. So Dubai is basically built on barely legal slavery. Um, and so this documentary was about it. Some guy somehow got in and got into the work camps and stuff and was like talking to the workers who all like immigrated there to make their wealth and then got really, really screwed over. And they're making like, I don't know, obscenely low wages and stuff and living in these horrible conditions. Um, and it was really just horrible and fascinating and horrible. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, this went weird places. But um, yeah, Dubai, it's crazy. Like it's just, it's a dystopia all in and of itself. Like you don't even need to make up a dystopia because Dubai already did it for you. So yeah. Whoa. <laughs> sorry the awkward silence of talking about serious shit sorry, sorry. now i'm sad way to go free i'm sorry but the point is i've had a really interesting time learning about Dubai and um the fucked up shit that exists in the world and putting that fucked up shit into my book so yeah oh i love fucked up shit yeah uh the other question I, I had. Up shit, she says as we although, talk about the end of slavery. Well, no, I mean like I like fucked up shit, but like. Oh, I know, pers- I know, I know, I know. <laughs> I like the more personal <laughs> stuff. Like I research yeah. things like um, character damage. Basically, if somebody experienced this terrible thing in their childhood, how would that manifest when they were an adult? And I'll research things like you know drug addiction and you know different different types of like mental health issues and basically like. I want my like I want my characters to be real and mm-hmm. I actually have a little bit of an anecdote. I wrote a character having a certain issue that I myself experienced and I had a beta reader say, "That's not realistic." And I wanted to just snap. Oh I wanted to snap mm-hmm. back at her and be like, uh, "Excuse me, I think I know." But then I thought, "Well, my experience isn't everyone's experience." And I did some more research and I was like, "Oh, I am a little bit of an outlier, I guess. Maybe it isn't realistic to everyone. Not everyone knows about this." So I had to change it a bit to make it more easily accessible to the public because just because it's my damage doesn't mean everybody else knows that's a damage anyway mm-hmm. yeah that, i feel like this entire episode is discovering that athena researches so much more than she thought she did yeah. apparently i thought i didn't research a single thing and now i'm like wow like i really i knew i knew we were gonna get you in it's like yeah. athena's done research we all research that's the thing if you're if you've committed to writing a story at some point you have had the realization in the middle of writing something that you have no fucking idea what you're doing and you need Google. Yes. I think the most, I don't know if we're going to have this question later on, but I do think I know what the most interesting thing I ever researched was. Yes. That is a question later on, but go for I it. Will, well, I can save it for later. Okay. 
Yeah. <laughs> We've kind of what already. Was the, what was the question that we were just dis- discussing? I got lost after the um, Dubai. What do you like? Um, what's the thing that you like to research? Oh, yes. Damage. Oh, right. Character damage. Yes. <laughs> and the other question mm. I wanted to, to ask, and I don't know if this is something I can't. I, I've got too many tabs open, so I don't know if <laughs> we had this plan. Um, was the fact, was um, what's the most you've done to research something? Like, to just say I Googled it isn't enough. What's the, like, the most you've ever done to research something? I stalked a Tello guy on the subway. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us something we um, don't know. She's Athena. Um, well, the thing that I have the most fun doing, because I just realized I didn't actually answer that question, <laughs> um, is always mythologies. I mm-hmm. love all mythology, like any culture, cultural like mythology. I am so down for it. And so a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of my stories um, do end up kind of stemming from the idea of different sorts of mythologies and different stories um, within those mythologies. So I will always find an excuse to go deep diving for them. And I also have a tendency to use other retellings, et cetera, as part of my research too. So like, I will go out of my way to read other um, like fiction and novels and stuff like that as research because of it. Um, I'd say that's probably also the farthest I've ever gone. Like I, I basically just like, rather than just Googling, I will go out and I will like purchase unnecessary amounts of books on mythology (laughs) i've spent hundreds and hundreds of dollars probably on mythology books because my local um hippie dippy lovely store has so many good mythology books oh my god radiance is my favorite place and it's so wonderful and they have the best miniature library for that sort of shit so yeah (sighs) anyway that was me that's it Libraries are also super awesome for that sort of thing too. Yes, (laughs) I'm just I don't like my local library because um, it's too close to the high school, and so I stay away from it because there's a lot of high schoolers there, and high schoolers make me uncomfortable. Oh, just the ones for I know I know like a decent amount of people that like are still in my own high school because they're like related to people that I know so it's mostly like there's always the possibility of people that I know being at that library it's not high schoolers in general it's these specific high schoolers next to this library you just need to stop you just need to you just put that shovel down you stop digging this hole stop. I am digging myself a hole put the shovel down back away from the microphone <laughs> <laughs> I don't I mean I think the most I've ever done was when I went out and bought a video game and (laughs) went and bought a soccer video game because I didn't know anything about soccer slash football for those of you who don't live in America because dumb Um, oh I didn't say that yeah I did Um, (laughs) uh, yeah so I think video games so far is the most I've done Either the video game or the road trip planner where I actually went through and planned the whole freaking road trip. Like, you guys don't even know how much research I've done on that freaking road trip planner. Just, like, hotels and, like, what they can do with those hotels and what gas stations they can stop at and which gas stations have uh, superchargers for Tesla. Like, So, you know what I think that means? You got to go on a road trip. Mm -hmm. It's a really expensive road trip. I do not. It's from Alaska to Phoenix. 
I have no um, concept of how far that is. It's very far. <laughs> it's like most, it's, it's like all Canada, the way across North America, basically. You, uh, you maybe don't have to do like the, that road trip specifically, but it's really helpful. And I mean, you're about to do one and you've I'm done I'm doing it a freaking road trip. But like making sure that you've done some of the things you're writing about. Because mm-hmm. like people who've never been on a, ro- a road trip, like when I moved across Canada, I drove and it was days of driving all day long. If you've never done that, if you've never done that, if you're most like the furthest drive you've ever gone is like a couple of hours, you don't actually know what it's like to go on a road trip. And so you've got to try something. You got to try a bit of what you're talking about, because believe me, it totally changes the, the experience. And the more... I think like my big thing, I'm not even answering my own questions. I'm just going off on a tangent now. It's just like, take things you, like we, we started with this, but the idea of writing from what you know, every, like, I feel like I don't, I've been listening to you guys and I feel like I don't actively do a lot of research because what I end up doing is almost everything I pull from, I'm pulling from something I've done. And maybe if I need additional research, like, then I'll go and like, I'll do, I'll do a little bit like uh, search and rescue, for example, like I used to live in the mountains and I have known lots of people who worked in mountain search and rescue. And so, so much of that just kind of came from those like relationships and just like learning things by osmosis. But I might talk to a friend and say like, what do you call that? Or like, what is the experience of repelling or whatever? Or I might go Mm -hmm. try something um so there is research but it's never like I'm going to do this research in advance of writing something Mm -hmm. um to make sure that I'm knowledgeable about it before I start because I feel like I'm always like I think about everything I've written and this is like especially true in the Starborn series like everything is born out of something I've done or places Mm -hmm. I've been and so but knowing knowing that and trying to imagine writing some of the the things that happen in this book that if I hadn't been like if I'd never been to Hawaii, which is like physically, not culturally, obviously, but physically what, you know, May's home is based off of. Mm-hmm. If I'd never been, that would have been such a, I don't know, like it, having been to the places and it's not always possible, but like there's just a little extra something when you're speaking from something you know inherently. And I'm not saying, and I'm certainly not saying one's better than the other because, like, let's be real, we can't all like do everything. I have no idea what it feels like to fly, you guys. I that was really hard for me to admit. I've never physically lifted off the ground and soared <laughs> through the air before, so I don't what? know. I'm making that shit up. What? I've also never been punched in the face. Uh, you know, things like that. And I'm not saying uh, I'm going to go out just to how know. Can you have never? Blown. I, How have you never levitated your body listen, into the air? That's a very hard thing Maggie. for me to admit, and I just wish you would accept me for who I am. But I am the big cat. But there's a lot to I be said. So there's a lot to be said from drawing from personal experience too, like whenever you can to give it yeah. that little like extra something. Yeah, and if you, if you can't, oh sorry. I, oh, no, you're good. You okay. go first. Okay. So if you can't draw from personal experience for whatever reason, any reason, whatever, if you can't go from personal experience, go find someone's blog. It's the age of the internet. Everybody has a blog about everything. Go find someone's blog where they put down their personal experiences about that thing. 
I still need to do a couple of them and be like, hey, can you tell me more about like this question that I have that I'm writing about? Yeah. I always wonder about that because I'm going to be writing about an issue in my next book. And one of my cousins I know has experienced that. And I'm like, but how weird is it to be like, hey, you know that trauma you went through? I'm writing a book. Can you tell me so I can pick your brain? That's kind of rude, right? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. I, mean, I feel like you should approach this in a different way. <laughs> yeah, I might just research on my own and not bother her. <laughs> also that, because you do have to consider how much emotional labor are you asking these people to do Exactly. It's not up to them to like yeah. tell me all the stuff. Know. Yeah life exactly um on uh, ha 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 i have a segue emotions that's the segue back to what maggie was just saying a few minutes ago um i don't know the full story of um like the star in the ocean and everything like that i know that it's obviously <coughs> a story that is very very near and dear to maggie's heart um but also, I know that you, like, part of the reason why it's in Hawaii is because you had such an emotional attachment to that place. Is that mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Right. And so that in and of itself, I feel like when you when people say, write what you know, it's not necessarily just saying, write what you know and are aware of in the world, etc. But it's also a little bit of, like, write what you love. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I feel like you can always tell the difference between somebody who has just sat and researched something versus somebody who has an emotional connection to this, to, to whatever I it may be. That. I love <laughs> the thing you just said with your face. Thank you. My face says nice things sometimes. I, I, Rarely, I, I sometimes. kind of get that. I get that sometimes people saying, oh, you can tell she like must really know the music industry. And I'm like, no, I'm just a fangirl. Like yeah. I write it from the but, point like, of view. I, I know I write it from the point of view of the fangirl because that I li- I live a fangirl life. That is me. Like you don't even know like the amount of concerts I've been to, like the fan meetings, like the squeeing, like the flailing. Yeah. This like when I write about a girl freaking out about her favorite rock star, like pointing to her in the audience, that's me. You do it with <laughs> intimate knowledge because you have been that person and you love that life. I get it one hundred percent. So it's mm-hmm. almost funner and easier to write when you like you feel it you know mm-hmm. exactly yeah kissing girls nope. <laughs> oh. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> totally took me off guard i don't know what that laughter was <laughs> i'm so concerned about what's happening in my brain today anyway um but yeah i just feel like that's a big that that's the thing that sometimes no matter how much research you do it's always going to be a little bit different if you write from, oh, it's going to sound so cheesy when I say it, when you write from the heart. Fuck. Oh, that was terrible. No, I love but it's it. Adorable. It's adorable. Oh. Thanks, guys. Thanks. I'm going to go throw up in the bathroom now. Anyway. <laughs> Not yet. Not over. Oh, oh yeah. I have to wait until we're done. Um, do we have anything else we want to add about research and writing? Get out and live your life. That's like, honestly, my biggest. Yes. So research, research. First, first point, number one, if you find yourself writing a thing and you're like, I don't really know how this works, like take some, some time. And this is especially true. And we haven't talked about this at all, but we should say this is especially true. If you were talking about a group of people that you do not belong to. If you are not, if you are writing about a person of color, if you are writing about a uh, a different 
um, you know, sexual identity than what you uh, are, like anything like that, you better do your research. Mm-hmm. And then get beta readers yep, and sensitivity, sensitivity readers. readers. Do your goddamn and don't research. be a fucking asshole. If there's a chance that you're going to offend somebody with your writing because you just didn't fucking bother to do the research, you better do the research. Plain and simple. And or you'll so- get screwed. People feel like You'll the stay dick. in your lane argument is a shitty argument. But once again, just coming back to the to the emotional thing that we were just talking about, mm-hmm. you are writing a person who has life experiences that you will literally never experience. You don't know what it's like to be a black person. You don't know what it's like to be a queer person in this just in this case. Like if you are writing somebody so far out of your lane that you have, emo- there are emotional tolls that you don't know about, then you need to do your best to be as respectful as you can. And you also need to be aware that there are some stories that are not there for you to tell. Mm-hmm. Like that's ultimately what it comes down to. And I know that people don't like to hear that, but I also don't give two shits. There are some stories that are not appropriate for certain people to tell. I don't like a lot of, like, this is just my own personal thing. Um, I, I have a really hard time with straight people telling coming out stories for queer people. I really do. And it's because they will never go through anything similar and they have no idea what that, what that relationship is like. I'm not going to say they're all bad because obviously some of them are can be fantastic and amazing. But those people that are doing that work have also gone to massive extents to make sure that their writing and their stories are like acceptable, not hurtful to the community mm-hmm. and have really, really done it with care. And yet there are a lot of people that also don't do that. And so you just have to be considerate. Just... It just comes down to being, just don't be a fucking asshole. Don't be a fucking asshole. Mm-hmm. That's all I have to say. Yeah. Sorry. I have a lot of feelings about that. <laughs> yeah, I just so think awesome. that like a lot of, there there are definitely people who, you know, are assholes, but there's also a lot of people who don't, um, well, you know, if we talk about the idea of giving people the room to, to fuck up and, and learn from their mistakes too. Not everyone goes right. into it with the intention of being an asshole too. And so mm-hmm. it's just a case of like, everyone just has to take a step back and evaluate where they're coming from and what they're trying to say and whether or not it's their place. Cause they mm-hmm. may not think that they're being an asshole, but you know, but you still could be, but you totally, you can, you can yeah. absolutely be an asshole without intending to be an asshole. Intention doesn't actually matter. Fun fact. Mm-hmm. My other point number two is just that you should get out and do as many things as you can within your ability. Obviously, everyone's got different challenges, but like if you're able to chat, if you're able to travel, even if it's just within your own hometown, take like workshops, do go out and even just people watch, like take some time to shut up and just watch people um, talk to people. You'd be like research and inspiration comes from everywhere around you. And the more you do and the more you live, the the better informed and inspired you're going to be. Hell yeah. That. Thanks. That's all I got. I'm done. Peace. <laughs> um, does anybody have any shout outs they'd like to do? I put I this do. in here and I was like, I don't know. Yes. I do a quick reminder for everybody because it's been a few weeks since I've mentioned her. 
Um, Michelle Osgood <laughs> has a new book coming out. Uh, I believe it's this week, actually. Yeah, it's the 22nd, I believe. <clears throat> okay, bitches. I need you to go read Michelle Osgood's The Better to Kiss You With series because book three is coming out this week. And it's about Nathan and Cole, who are the cutest ever. And I'm in the middle of reading the arc right now as my reward for getting productive things done. Um, I haven't gotten very far because I haven't been doing a lot of productive things. Really sorry, <laughs> Michelle. But it's still really, 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 really good. So please go and do that. You're missing out if you don't. That's all I have to say. The book's called Moon Illusion. I don't know if I said that. You didn't, but now we know. You didn't. It's Moon Illusion. It's book three. Go read them all. Thank you. I'm off my soapbox for real this time. Um, I would like to give a shout out to the, uh, we don't actually have a name for it, but basically it's the Vancouver Queer Writers Group. It's new. We just said we had our first meeting a week or so ago and we're having our next one. What was that? Was that, <laughs> that a was me making happy noises. Oh God. God. You sounded like a baby. It sounded like a baby. Yeah. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> I was drinking my tea and I made a hmm noise. Jesus. I'm so sorry. Well, I will uh, never do that again. We are meeting again this week. If you are um, a queer identifying writer in Vancouver or area and think that you can make it into the city this week on the 22nd, um, send me send me a message. Reach out to me on Twitter um, at Maggie Derrick. And I'll tell you the whens and the wheres. It's, um, but it's amazing. We had a, a really good turnout for the first time. And there were a few people who, uh, there's like, I think about three or four other people who just couldn't make it, but are intending to come again. So right off the bat, we've got a solid group of people. We've got a lot of resources at our disposal. And the discussion is so fantastic. And, um, and it's a safe space. Um, and an inspiring space. And so, like I said, if you are interested in coming out and being a part of this group, we would absolutely love to have you reach out to me at, uh, at Maggie Derrick on Twitter. I'll hook you up with the details, but thank you to Candy um, for getting it started. She really helped make this come together and it's so awesome that we have this. I've wanted this since I moved to the yeah. city. So I'm so excited. Yeah. Make them have a meeting while we're I know there. I'm going to bring it up. I'm gonna bring it up. They'll be excited. Yes. They'll be pumped. Yeah. That's my shout out. I think. Athena, do you have a shout out? I do. So I just finished Hard Rock Crush. Thank fucking God. It's been like five months. <laughs> and I send it off to my beta readers and I wanna thank them all. So first, thank you, Maggie. Oh. You're welcome. I've literally got your notes in front of me right now. Oh my god, I'm gonna cry because you're gonna tear it apart. But I need it to be torn apart because this one has to be good. This one must be good. Um, so thank you to Maggie and thank you to my readers Shelley and Charlotte because they've been beta reading my stuff since I think I started. They're amazing. Um, and thank you to my friends Andrew and Crystal. They are also authors and they Crystal rips apart everything because she hates everything, which is amazing. It makes my stuff so much better. And thank you to my mom. She's my biggest fan. And it's great because she doesn't cut. She doesn't like, you know, chair. She, yeah, I don't know what the word is. She doesn't like say things are nice. Cherry pick? Cherry pick. Well, no, she doesn't say things are good when they're not. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's pretty much like, this sucked, this sucked. But that was great, and that was great. And so I'm like, thank you for not, like, you know, just pandering to me and telling me that, oh, it was wonderful, honey. 
So yes, thank good. you to my beta readers. You are wonderful, and you make me cry in a good way. Oh, no. Um, I don't think I have a shout out. I'm kind of useless. No, I'm gonna I'm gonna shout out to Zoraida Cordova. Um, and I should have done this. I don't know, like a couple weeks ago or whatever that was. So I so she was on Twitter a couple weeks ago three weeks ago when was that i don't know it was a while ago and she's like oh i'm in montana and i was like oh, what because i live in montana and she was like yeah i'm in missoula and i was like oh, scream um because i live in missoula um and she was like hey she messaged me and she's like it was weird but do you want to hang out and i was like fuck yeah i want to hang out um so a couple weeks ago i got to go hang out and have coffee with Zoraida cordova um and she was, she had one day, she's, so she's on like a couple deadlines right now and super pressed for time. So she had one day off and I got to go hang out with her and have coffee. Um, and we went to a bookstore and stuff and it was just super fun. And hopefully we'll get her on the podcast one of these days. She was like, yeah, have me on your podcast. And I was like, yeah. And we're all freaking out. I'm so fucking excited. I love her so much. Uh... I don't know who Zoraida is. She wrote, she uh, writes the Brooklyn Bruja series and uh, Labyrinth Lost was the first book and uh, Bruja Born is the second book. It's coming out soon, like couple next couple months. Um, and you need to go read them because they're amazing. I'm listening to it again. So I have it on audiobook and on my Kindle. Um, but I'm listening to it again because it's just so good. Um, yeah, so go check out her stuff and thanks Zoraida for hanging out with me and teaching me about uh, the mermaid bar that I didn't know existed in my state. Uh, I'm going to go check that out. <laughs> so very jealous of the mermaid bar. Yeah. Come to Montana and I'll take you to the mermaid bar. Um, <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you all for listening. Uh, wherever you're listening, we'll hope you. We hope that you'll go and rate and review our podcast. Uh, if you are listening on a platform that has that capability, uh, you can find us at thewhippodcast.com. You can stalk us on Twitter at thewhippod. W-I-P pod. Um, you can email us talk to whip at gmail.com. And you can find us on most of the major podcast platforms, iTunes, Google Play, other places. I don't know, because I'm not good at podcasts. Podcast. Those are the ones that come directly to my head. Stitcher. um, Places. There are lots of places. Hang on. I'm on our thing. It says we are available on five platforms. Hang on. Hang on. on. (gasps) Give me a second. Give me a second. Where can we be heard? We can be heard. We can be heard. Anchor. We can be heard on Anchor, oh, Apple yeah. Podcasts, Google Play Music, Overcast, and Pocket Cast. Amazing. Mm, beautiful. There you go. Now you Thanks, know. Maggie. <laughs> You're also, welcome. Pocket Cast is fantastic. I just started using it. It's like the best pod- podcast listening app if you have it. Um, it's $3.99 and actually totally worth all of that money. It's like the best and has the best sound quality. Go use it. Okay, that's all. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> um as always we are not perfect people shocker um what and if we have said something that you did not agree with or were offended by or anything else please let us know um reach out to us uh and just call us out we'll be happy to be better people and to apologize for bad things we've done um 
especially I know I got kind of deep there. My apologies. I was just excited about learning things about the world because I like to know things about the world because I live in the middle of nowhere um, in a bubble. So, uh, yes. Anything else? I think that's it. Good for me. All right. Go team. Good podcast. And we'll see you all next week. Yay. Love you. Bye. Bye. Good morning. Hello. 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 Where's Athena? Athena. There she is. Hello. Athena. Oh my I'm God. here. <laughs> Hello. We're, We're all, all here. here. And I almost forgot I was hosting and I was like, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> did not even have my notes open. I mean, they were open, but did not have my tab up. It's um, okay. I forgot that you sent them until literally two seconds before we started. <laughs> so we I didn't are, realize it was during the first intro. <laughs> we are all about being in progress today. Mm-hmm. And speaking of, this is the Work in Progress podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome. Uh, we are four friends talking about creative things. Uh, we all come from different backgrounds and experiences as far as creating goes and life. So um, we're just here to share our experiences with you. Um, let's introduce ourselves, starting with Ray. Hi. Hello. Uh, my name is Ray Noble. I am a writer of queer, paranormal, and urban fantasy, and also a graphic designer. I sell banners on Twitter and Fiverr. You should go buy them. Um, and um, I also am a dog mom and a cat guardian. They like to make noise, and I like to love them at all times, including during the podcast. So if you hear them, I'm not sorry. Also, mm-hmm. I still have allergies. So if anybody coughs, there's like a 90. 90- I'm sorry, guys, that I am actually sorry about. So anyway. Offended. I can't help it. My body hates me. <laughs> I'm also um, How about Maggie? Hi. <laughs> Uh-oh. Oh, oh! did we lose Maggie? How could we uh, lose Maggie? She's the one who runs the, the app. <laughs> <laughs> How are we all still here if she's not? Uh, is this, I wonder if this is the same situation as what happened to me last time when I couldn't hear you guys. Uh, Maggie, if you're there, please type in the Hangouts. <laughs> oh, Ghost Maggie. No, I, Maybe she died of waffles. Gone. She died of waffles. The waffles made her explode. <laughs> the waffles were so oh. good. She oh. just couldn't survive. Oh, she says she's here. It's a lie. Can you hear us? Oh, she dropped oh, her phone. <laughs> oh my god. Oh Jesus. I like almost want to keep this in just because this is so perfect. Uh, yeah, I don't, should, I don't think we should. I don't think we should. Athena, you should. Athena, you should introduce yourself while uh, Maggie collects herself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Oh. All right. Sorry. So, well. Well, maybe oh, she can't oh. get her. Oh. <laughs> Oh, but we're, we're gonna in. have to restart. 
try to put this in as bloopers later. That's all I have to say. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs>